Hi, I'm Frank Vitorini. I am the CEO of U Stadium, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I really do bring you the best guests from around the world. So if you are into apps, if you're into being an app entrepreneur, and if you just really enjoy listening to the stories of our entrepreneurial app, app uh, apppreneurs, I like to call them, then uh, this is the podcast for you. Stay tuned. I've got uh, a wonderful guest lined up. His uh, name is Marco Napoli, and uh, he is the founder of Pixolini, and he has an app where, where we always talk about uh, problem solving. Well, he's going uh, for the ultimate problem solving because he has an app called Wants and Needs app. How He can't get a better app than that, Wants and Needs. So, Marco, welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Paul, thank you for having me on your show. I have to say, I mean, it's just wonderful that you could join us. And uh, Wants and Needs app, where did you get the name from? I mean, it's, it seems like a, a fantastic app. Well, thank you. Um, actually, my wife helped me to refine that name. Originally, it was going to be Wants and Thanks. Uh, and then as I started showing my wife some of these suggestions, these little things that I was building, she goes, you know, you, you're bringing it too narrow. Why don't you also put some needs in there? And and give it a little bit more of a broader look. So that it became to be wants and needs. And then your thanks is the results of examining your wants and needs. And we'll get into that of what the app does. But uh, th- that's how the name came about. A lot of help from my wife. Yeah, you know, I, f- I feel like a lot of uh, inspiration does come from our other halves, doesn't it? And uh, they have, you know, like uh, it, almost like a step back and they can just figure out a, a good name and uh, good branding. So so tell us about wants and needs. What can it do for us and uh, what, what can we uh, yeah, achieve with it? So wants and needs uh, was created uh, to really to reflect on our life, to look at our wants there's good ones. There's bad ones. Uh, I want to better my life, you know, to help my family more. Uh, I want all million-dollar homes. You know, that's a good goal. Uh, you need needs. You got to make your mortgage payment. You know, you got to pay the bills. Um, your thanks. A stranger could just be coming up to you and you're doing something. He just might say something that will help you do what you were having a hard time doing or a friend coming over and helping you with a problem. So start really looking at your Thanksgiving in your life on how people really help you. So Once the Needs was an app to really start looking at that, tracking all your good wants, all your needs, and all your Thanksgiving because if in life all you do is want, 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 you will never be happy without giving any Thanksgiving because you just can't be happy. You, you will never fulfill you never see any accomplishments. So it's an app to literally measure and try to help you to balance your wants, your needs versus your things. Yeah, one of the big problems that I think that the uh, users have with th- this type of apps is the commitment to it. I, I wondered if uh, you'd, you'd seen that where, you know, like, is there a tail off of people using it? Then they uh, you know, it's, it becomes hard to commit to the app, or and how have you overcome some of those challenges? Yeah, uh, one of the re- yeah, and, and that's a great question because it is true with everything, including journaling. Uh, so what what I've done is to place a gentle reminder once a week 
So if even just once a week, you just quickly reflect on one Thanksgiving that you had the whole week. Uh, the app is not really built to say daily, this is what you got to do, you know, monthly, weekly. Um, it's You go in based on your own time. I find that weekly has been a pretty good uh, time span for you to really reflect on something that you were thankful for that week. And also something that you want. You know, you, you want something else. I want a better car. My car is breaking down. You know, I would like to get a better car. Yeah, so definitely. Once a week, definitely. <laughs> I could do it a better car, actually, Marco. All of, all of us can. <laughs> <laughs> but that once a week has really been the sweet spot that, that I found. So, so tell us about you, because uh, there's uh, the apps the tribe listening to this now. Uh, some of us are uh, doing this full time as app entrepreneurs. Some of us are uh, having to work in a, a job to to keep a salary going and doing these things on as a side project. What's your story, and how, how can you sustain? Uh, I guess your you know is it t- tell us about yourself and 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 how you actually um, put bread on the table, basically. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh, I do the uh, app development 100% of the time. It's my full-time job. Um, the way it started, maybe before I'll go into where we are now, I'll just go back a little bit in time and just give you a little history on uh, how I got started. I've always loved computers, and I just got into programming just just because of a need that I needed something done that I could not find any other programs out there to do it. So I started doing it myself. That's really how I got started. And um, my previous company, which was MLN Enterprises, uh, I created a mortgage banking app, uh, which helped people. It helped from mortgage brokers to mortgage bankers to go to somebody's house, take a loan application from processing all the way at the end, selling it to the bank. Uh, and I was really the first one back then in uh, coming out with a mortgage application for Windows. Uh, everybody was, there was just nothing there. I was the only person there. And because of that, one of my biggest competitors, Ventus, bought my company. And then eventually, within not even a year, CheckFree uh, bought Denservantes and buying you know my product from them. So that kind of was a, you know, obviously a big boost because you know, I worked hard on my life. I was selling it. You know, I was an indie developer. I pretty much was doing it all by myself at that point. Um, before that, I did have a company where I uh, was doing mortgage and real estate. And that's how these software came to be. But the sale of the software to Cervantes and then Check Free uh, definitely felt good. You know, it gave me the freedom to do more of what I wanted. Um, and then Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs comes out with the iPhone, and I was like ecstatic. It's like, oh my goodness, I want to develop for the iPhone. Uh, but then Steve just says, oh, by the way, uh, you can only do web apps for now. And it was like, uh, what a big letdown it was for me. But believe it or not, I actually did one small web app. And then not even a year later, he says, hey, by the way, you can now do native apps. Well, I went full gun ho and I started developing apps. Uh, the first one was in 2008 uh, that was released for the iPhone, my first app. Um, it, there's six uh, total in the store that I have. Once it needs, there's a seventh one for iOS. Uh, I've also developed two apps for Windows when Windows 8 came out. I thought, you know, it's kind of like the same opportunity when uh, Steve Jobs came out, but uh, unfortunately, Microsoft kind of blew it with Windows 8. 
Uh, they don't have many users. You know, my apps are always on the top 10, top 15, top 20, but there's just the income is not there. So I'm concentrating on iOS. Well, this is a wonderful story. I mean, first of all, I have to say, hands down, that I am deeply inspired by the, you know, the, the, your history and uh, just your passion to uh, this world of apps. And, uh, and almost like everyone listening to this, you, you've had the ultimate uh, holy grail, which is a sellout of your company. And I feel that you know, almost as indie app developers, you can earn like a regular income, but the ultimate is uh, to build something that, that is sold and uh, gives you that big cash boost of, you know, like a big capital gain. Perhaps you could just take us back to that period of your, your life. What was that like when uh, you you so, you sold your, uh, you know, your software and uh, that then gave you, I guess, the financial freedom to, to pursue your own things? What did that feel like? Well, it actually first great, it felt great once I did it. Uh, at first, I'm like, well, should I sell my company? Should I sell the product to my competitor where they're not even there? I, I literally had no competition in Windows. Uh, so at first, I was like, well, should I do it myself? But then I said, you know, no, let the, this, is, this is the right thing. And uh, it felt great. I mean, it, uh, it was just wonderful. Yeah, because I'm almost thinking as well that uh, helping uh, listeners now, as they they you know think about their own portfolios and their own companies, that uh, one of the potential opportunities is to sell out to a competitor. And I think sometimes we miss this. What would you say about that? Is that like a good a good strategy to get to know your competitors, get to know who the key people are, and and uh, ultimately then potentially woo them if they uh, would would make an offer. Absolutely. I think uh, every developer should do that. Whether they're going to get their company acquired or not, they should do that. It's, it's, it's good networking. It's good getting to know your competitor. Uh, there's nothing wrong being friends with your competitor. Uh, in fact, I think there's too much of a afraid of letting your competitor know too much. And, and there's some you know, good reasons why you don't want to. But there's nothing that should hold you back to being to have a friendship there. You don't have to disclose your future app development things with them, but you can be friends. You yeah. never know where it leads. Because how did that? I mean, Marco, the reason I'm focusing on this is that it's just such a wonderful, um, you know, opportunity for so many people listening. And, and how did it come about? Was it an offer out the blue, or was it uh, like did you get to know your competitors, uh, key, key people, and 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 you know, just tell us. Because I think we'd love to learn from you, uh, you know, how we could replicate your success. Sure. Uh, in, in my case, I mean, I, you have to know your competitors, period. If you want to succeed, know your competitors. Uh, but the offer in my case did come out of the blue. I did not expect it at all. Uh, and, uh, and it was done through a proxy. They didn't come to me even directly. Uh, and through a proxy, for, through a third-party person, they contacted me to see if I was willing. So they were kind of like testing the waters. And um, and it just went through. But I, it was, for my case, it was unexpected. I'm almost thinking of that time where uh, some Japanese company, I think, uh, sold, uh, oh, I can't remember the exact name. I think it was like a domain name that Apple uh, were trying to acquire. It might have been the. It might have even been uh, uh, something to do with the, uh, the name of iPad, the, the rights to that in China or something, uh, but they they went through a proxy 
And so, of course, the company didn't know they were selling to Apple. They thought they were selling to some other person. <laughs> if they'd have known they were selling to Apple, they would have like bumped the price up by times a hundred. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so that I think the, the, what I'm learning from you is when you do get approached, uh, and it's not from the people that you potentially could see a, a good fit. It, it may be that they're scouting you out through a third party. I'd never actually in all my episodes, I've never heard. Of, of that uh, as an example it's something to bear in mind yeah absolutely definitely definitely so, so okay well this is great so you're scratching your own itch uh, with uh, the inspiration that steve jobs gave you and in 2008 you're building your apps you've got seven uh you know what, what uh, sort of problems were you solving uh, how did you go about the the app development back then sure um one of the, you know, I come from a very strong background in enterprise computing. Um, and I've always had this love to go into the consumer business, in the consumer side. And the iPhone really was the big door that opened up to, I believe, to every developer that the consumer market has always been a love. So when Steve Jobs came out with that, I was like, ooh, I've always wanted to do, believe it or not, a journal app. And I even wrote it in Windows, and I was going to do something with it. But when Steve Jobs came out with that, I kind of put it on hold, and I never did sell it to Windows. In fact, I only gave one copy away to a cousin of mine. Uh, I'm not sure if he still has it, but uh, I've always had the love for journaling. So I started creating a journal app. Uh, The name is Daily Book, and it's been on the App Store forever. Uh, and it's over the years, uh, listened to uh, user suggestions, added different features. It completely does the weather, uh, your location automatically. You can do multiple pictures per entry, multiple journals. Uh, so that was like my first love that I created after. It was my second app, to be exact, uh, but truly my love that I really wanted to do. And that's how that came, came about. Uh, and then from there, uh, a sister app kind of stemmed out of it, which I call Daily Mood. It's a very downsized version of a quick few seconds journaling that you got about a, like a Twitter-like journal. You got 140 characters. You pick an image and you can just swipe through a happy face, sad face, angry face. And if you want to put a note today, you put a little note of what happened. So Daily Mood kind of like complements the, the Daily Book journal. And that's how that other product came about. Then my wife had uh, this idea of doing a little, a little goofy entertainment app, and uh, it was called Iventing. Uh, so I did one for the iPad for that, you know, and uh, was heavily inspired by my wife. And um, she, she's also, the brains behind your operation here, Marco. <laughs> the, the wife, without the wife, there's no support. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, so, so as we're going through all your journey with the apps, it's obvious that what you're doing is solving problems in your real life, your own life, and uh, applying those to the, the apps. What, what advice have you got for us uh, in launch? Because you've, uh, it's one of the big questions I'm always asked by app developers is, is how do you launch an app? It's incredibly important that first week you're on the uh, app store. Have you got any guidance for us uh, when you go to to launch the app? Uh, for example, you could talk about wants and needs, I guess, if you, you know, for the launch of that. Sure. Um, launching an app, I think, probably has been my Achilles heel before wants and needs app. Uh, all the other apps, I really, unfortunately, this was probably my biggest mistakes that I've made. 
I, I've always kept them very secretive before I released them. I would release them to the App Store and then starting letting people know about it. A, a complete mistake. No app developer should ever, ever do that. Because uh, in my opinion, it does not matter how excellent your app solves a problem. If no one knows about it, no one will buy it. So truly the biggest lesson that I can say to any app developer is when you get your app idea, start creating the website, start telling your friends know about it, the closest people around you. That, And maybe if you have some journal or technical journalist bloggers, let them know, hey, I'm about to do this app. Uh, that's probably the biggest mistake that I did in my past. With wants and needs, we took a different approach. I went out as early as I could to let people know about wants and needs, get the website out, start contacting. Uh, at first, a small group uh, that would that the app was targeted to, try to let them see, hey, what do you think of this concept? Do you like it? Do you hate it? And from that feedback, you make changes and you go forward. And, and blogging is probably one of the things that every app developer should do about the app that they're creating. Let people know what's going on. Uh, a little bit of what your thoughts are. Who are you doing it for? Who's going to benefit? Uh, so definitely, uh, I hate to call it the marketing. It's what it is. But really, let people know about your app right away. And, and never stop. Because I notice you have a capture form as well on your uh, website. So you must be getting uh, emails through uh, for people that are interested in the app. Uh, that's correct. And, and we've been collecting that. Uh, you know, the email, I think every app developer should definitely build an email list of people interested in their apps. Even once they buy their apps, try to get them to be on your newsletter so that you have their emails. So you can let them know what's going on, any future products, future updates to the app. Um, you know, as, as we all know, uh, when people purchase from the App Store, from iTunes, they're not really, our own clients are not really our clients. Apple has them, and they have their email. So we have really no communication. So it's really up to the developer to start, you know, implementing a way to collect who your users are. You must be able to communicate with them to be successful. Well, that's very generous of you going through that because that's a really good learning curve for us is the uh, building a website, blogging about the app. And in fact, it's one of the reasons why I uh, help some developers by le uh, publishing their downloads, their launch, and uh, promoting their uh, experience in the first week or in the first month of uh, the uh, apps and people can find out at the appguy.co and so uh, i just love that idea of uh, the content marketing is almost the the experience you're going through in building the app uh, yeah so well there's there's two more things we need to do marco before we say goodbye and uh, the, the one thing is that we love to try and flesh out uh, new app ideas um, this is an audience of indie app developers uh, who are keen to try new things. Um, I, I ask my guests uh, straight out, do you have an app idea you're willing to share? If yes, great. If not, then we've got another way of fleshing one out from you. So we, you would like to know maybe uh, some of our new upcoming apps? Uh, yeah, if you're happy to share them. <laughs> sure. Well, we actually have a, already a few in the pipeline that... Uh, one has actually already started, which is going to complement uh, Wants and Needs. And it's, it's called uh, 10 Reasons. 
And it's kind of a little bit mysterious, like 10 reasons. What does that mean? But it will definitely complement your, your wants and needs app, your Thanksgiving. Uh, it, it's more geared to, let's say, make 10 reasons why you're glad for my mom. Why am I glad for my children, my wife, and so on. So that is the, actually the next step that we're uh, that we're working on. Yeah, I guess uh, you know what you're doing there is you're expanding on this whole uh, idea of journaling your own life, but uh, making it very specific to parts of your life, and making it very easy. I guess it is easy to try and just think of ten things to uh, you know th- think what you're grateful for and and that. So. Uh, that's a great idea. And in fact, I'm almost thinking back to one of my episodes uh, very early on with a guy called uh, Syed Bolki. Uh, and he, he had this idea of uh, just creating a list. Uh, and he thought a list 25. And uh, now he's got over 120 million views on YouTube, on his YouTube channel. <laughs> that is extreme success. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so these ideas, you know, maybe if there's anybody listening out there, maybe uh, you could, you know, list 25 we could do list 50 i don't know <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> um yeah so the other thing is this is the app guy podcast we love talking about apps and i'd love to know what's on your smartphone maybe one or two apps that perhaps you use in your business or your personal life that you think would be a good discovery for us that may we may not have heard of before sure uh I, daily i use the uh, zite z-i-t-e app I'm sure probably many people have uh, I'd know about it, and I also love using Prismatic. Uh, both apps kind of I try to keep up what's going on with technology literally daily. Uh, I'm one of those people that just loves technology. I can't get enough of it, so I like to know everything that is going on, and I usually use those two apps to get most of my news. Yeah, no, I like it. In fact, uh, in in all the episodes, your episode two hundred twenty three and uh, Prismatic has I don't think been mentioned, but it's actually one of my favorites. I use it most of the time, and I love the fact that it's pulling in what it thinks the news is I want to read based on my uh, social media activity. So, a very clever app and uh, certainly good for a news source. I agree. I, I love it too. Yeah, so um, just for people listening, uh, just go to theappguy.co and it's episode 223. Go and check out, um, I'll put links to those apps that Marco has mentioned and also, um, you know, connections and links to uh, all the things that Marco's been talking about. Uh, actually, Marco, is it would be lovely to know how to reach out and connect with you and uh, what's the best uh, way? Absolutely. Uh, Wantsandneedsapp.com, uh, the website. You know, we're going to launch, obviously, uh, this Thursday, January 29. And, but if you go to their website, people will be able to contact, contact us through there. Um, they'll be able to see what, what's going on with Once It Needs app. Uh, you know, our blog post, they've got a newsletter. So it's a good place to go there. Uh, on Twitter, I'm known as uh, Jedi Pixels. Okay. Great. There's two ways of getting in touch. Okay, well, Marco, I mean, I feel like we need to have a follow-up interview with your wife. She's like, sounds like she's got a lot of good ideas there. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and one thing a developer should never be without is uh, coffee. Uh, that's one of the things that goes with my two apps. Coffee all day long. I just love it. As an Italian, I can't live without it. 
Well, I have to say that where I'm working, uh, we've just had uh, the one of the first 100 uh, vending machines from Starbucks. So these are just automated vending machines. But Starbucks, I think they said that there's only 100 in the country. And they just started rolling these things out. So, of course, like it's on my doorstep here. So I'm uh, <laughs> drinking that all the time now. And uh, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm wired because of it. But uh, Absolutely. You know, I really would also love to share something, just, uh, just a brief comment to other app developers. Um, have fun. You know, whatever you do with the app development, whether you're planning to quit your job to do this or doing it part-time or doing it full-time, you, you need to love what you're doing. If you don't and you're just in it for the money, most likely you will not succeed. It's very hard to succeed in that way. But if you have a true love for it, uh, doors will open. You know, there's going to be a lot of no's, you know, nine no's before the one yes. Uh, and, and, and just have fun at it. Just enjoy it. Um, you know, and why do we do this? We love it. But I think, you know, when I go to your uh, App Guy podcast page, and I see your picture with your wife and your children. To me, that says, this is what we do it for our families. I mean, it's just, it says it all. Marco, you couldn't have said it any better than that. That's exactly why I do this podcast. It's for my passion, my love for my family and uh, just the li lifestyle I'm living. It's not, uh, you know, for... Uh, money, I did all that uh, earlier on in my career, and I realized that if you just pursue money, uh, it's a wasted uh, journey because you'll never have enough. So uh, <laughs> I agree. It's that one, 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 one without the, any appreciation. Absolutely. Well, Marco, it's been a real joy. I, I'm thoroughly uh, loved going through Wants and Needs app. I recommend everybody uh, go and download it now when it's available in the App Store and go to the wantsandneedsapp.com. And uh, I, I'm guessing you'll appreciate reviews as well. I always encourage people to review uh, five stars, hopefully. And uh, yeah, all the best with your um, app and uh, and your you know continuing journey in this app world. Thanks for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Uh, thank you, Paul. I appreciate it.